Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. It's such a blessing to have you with us. And today is the conclusion of a great two-part interview with a good friend of mine, Jim Bloodsworth. Now, Jim has been helping people for years to improve in the areas of physical health, mental health, and financial health. He's the founder of the JJ Seal Group, LLC, and the Abundant Boomers Club Fitness, and he's a certified health and nutrition life coach. He's been sharing important tips with us on these topics as well. Uh, This is part two of our conversation, so if you missed any of part one, I urge you to go back and listen to the preceding episode and get caught up. Amen? All right, let's rejoin the interview now with Jim Bloodsworth. Well, I know you discussed what's called the current emotional climatic divide. That seems like a huge statement. Can you share with us what it is and how that impacts us? So in the last few years, probably, I'd say the last seven years, maybe, or eight or so, the world, to me, has been coming to a crisis of consciousness. And um, people have been more angry, they've been less tolerant, they've been more divisive. Um, They've identified uh, with a particular group or circumstance or position to the exclusion of all else. Um, uh, Honest and candid debate has basically been thrown out the door. We are becoming less capable of discussing issues and discussing our differences without basically losing control and 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 not being not not being willing to accept that somebody else might have a valid opinion if it's different than your own. So it's it's a combination of things. I think that if you know a lot of socioeconomic factors. Uh, you know, the crises in, in the economies around the world in different countries um, where uh, the, the, the influx of refugees uh, from, you know, one continent to another or one country to another has put social and economic pressures on the, that country. Um, and, and it's caused resentment in, in the, the home population against the, the immigrants. And so there, there's so many things that have come, come into play. Our, our, our own you know, the American political scene in the last seven years has been one that has exploded beyond, way beyond what I saw in the 60s, you know, when we were doing the anti-war demonstrations yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The the political climate is such now that, that neither side is willing to sit down and discuss the issues in a rational, calm manner with the other. And so everybody is picking sides 
and looking for a reason to be different and a reason to set themselves apart from the other person as opposed to looking for commonality. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that's that has caused an emotional crisis because the relationships between people have have been strained to the point of breaking. Uh, the pandemic was essentially the tipping point there, uh, yeah. you know, where, where isolation prevented people from getting the social feedback from one another. And, and we're, we're human beings. And as human beings, we're social creatures. We thrive. Well, the extroverts in us thrive in large groups. The introverts in us thrive on very small groups, you know, but we all still need contact. You know, we've got brothers and sisters out there that, that um, spiritual brothers and sisters, you know, all of us are, that, that we need to have contact with in order to maintain our own position in the world and understand how we relate, you know, with their position and how we, then we all relate to God. We're all yeah. supposed to be one, right? He told us that, you know, if, you, if you're mine, you're one. If you're not one, you're not mine, you know? So Amen. We, we, Amen. we need to come together and, and, and we have not seen that. It's, it's, it's been getting worse and worse as time goes on for the last, I'd say at least seven years. How has the, rise of social social media contributed to this emotional problem. <laughs> uh, well, I'll try and not get started on that one. Um, <laughs> that's almost a trigger word for me. <laughs> um, you know, in the old days, we used to talk by phone and you could hear the other person's tone of voice or we'd talk in person and you could see their nonverbal body language and hear their tone of voice. And all those cues give us an idea of how that person is feeling and what's behind the words that they're saying. You read a text, and I'm sorry, an emoji is just not a sufficient uh, cue for, for how they're feeling at the time. Uh, you can't get body language. You can't get tone of voice from a text yeah. or from a Facebook post or from you know a Twitter you know, tweet, <laughs> you know, any of those things, even the videos that they put out, there's still something missing there. Uh, you know, we can, we can relate over the screen and virtually, um, but it's not the same as being there in person. Right. And so I think that the rise of social media has caused two things that have drastically reduced the emotional intelligence of the population in general. One is, is that lack of that non-verbal non feedback, the, the, the body language and the tone of voice and that sort of thing. And the second thing is it has reduced the attention span of the population as a whole to that of, of a goldfish. You know, it, it is just um, everything has to happen now. You know, we, we send out a tweet or a, or a post or a, or a text we expect somebody to be sitting there waiting for it, you know, with bated breath and oh, okay. And then they type in the response, you know, and if we don't get a response, it's like, well, they've, they've, they've ghosted me. Well, no, they, maybe they're working. Amen. <laughs> they were Amen. taking a badly needed nap. <laughs> yeah, really? Because of all the emotional stress. I said, I'm just going to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Amen. right. Amen. But we even have references to emotional outbursts on display in the scriptures. I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can think of you know Moses being angry with the tribes and breaking the Ten Commandments that God gave him. You know, and then you know Jesus taking a whip, turning over the tables and stuff in the temple. You know, would 
those types of emotional outbursts be considered okay as far as we're concerned? Well, those are weaknesses as far as, uh, you know, emotional intelligence goes, but they sometimes, well, like I said, anger has its place. Um, it can help us to prioritize things and, and to realize how important something is to us emotionally is when, when we feel anger rising up. We, we feel that, well, this, this must be a really, really important thing to me because my, my body is starting, my heart's starting to, to speed up. You know, I can feel my face getting a little flush. You know, my ears are starting to burn. Um, and when we, and, and part of the emotional intelligence of being able to recognize those cues in ourselves. And by recognizing them in ourselves, we can recognize them in others. If you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden their face turns red and, uh, or they start fidgeting in their seat or, or, or where they're standing, you know, and, and, and you, you might realize, Ooh, I might've triggered a, a, an emotional response in this person. I might, maybe I better tone this down a little bit, Yeah. but there are so many more examples of in the scriptures of, of stories of people with high emotional intelligence or displaying high emotional intelligence. But there's, there are lots of them where there are, take David, for instance, <laughs> David has, David had his life was a roller coaster, right? <laughs> King David. I mean, he he, yeah. he he had some great moments. And he had some really bad moments, <laughs> right? And uh, and so that that is probably a better example for us from a reality point of view is, is that we have good days and we've got bad days. We just hope that the bad days don't turn into bad weeks and bad months and bad years. You know, so we, we that's why we want to recognize uh, when we're in a in a particular phase and and that's one of the struggles that christians have sometimes is is maintaining their faith in the face of trials in the face of difficulties you know loss of family members uh extended illnesses injustices you know things where they they think somebody wasn't fairly treated whether it was themselves or others you know that can that can weaken their faith and 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 there was a study done by the Pew Research Center that said 47% of Christians in the United States alone have struggled with their faith during difficult times in their lives. I'd say that's probably a low number. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's probably, there's probably a lot of them that weren't willing to admit it, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that they struggle. I think everybody struggles from time to time. And that's, that's the normal part of life. You know, yeah. Jesus didn't yeah. say it was going to be easy. He just said it was going to be worth it. <laughs> for us to come down here and, and experience and, these and, and sometimes we lose perspective on things in that regard because I, I remember one time we were going I was going through something and and you know I was like God you know where are you and then as I said that the Holy Spirit just prompted my spirit he goes where I've always been where are you yeah. <laughs> you know, right usually here. we drift away and that's when things happen you know and yeah. uh you know but I, I remember i remember that distinctly i said god where are you in this situation he said right where i've always been where are you <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know and I, that that gave me a new perspective on you know things like that but yeah, yeah, it's like that, that footprints in the sand uh, poem yeah. right <laughs> yeah exactly amen yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. and, and we, you know part, part of the problem with the, that we experience i think as christians too is that sometimes like you say 
reasonable expectations. We have to understand that having faith doesn't mean we're immune to trial. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're immune to, to challenges or, or difficulties. It just means that we have an extra measure to help us get through it by recognizing that the Lord is walking right by our side. You know, he hasn't left us down here alone. You know, yeah. he, he's told us he will be there. You know, we have the Holy Spirit to, to be with us, you know, and, and all we have to do is is pick up the prayer phone, you know, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. talk to yeah. Heavenly Father. And, and, you know, we got somebody who's willing to listen to us no matter what, yeah. you know, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll drop his, his schedule. He'll, he'll, you know, listen to us. Uh, he's not going to say, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I've got a, I've got an appointment now. Um, I, yeah. I I've only got five I'll be minutes. Back next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, are we to rely on ourselves to to basically train ourselves to control our emotions? No. <laughs> like I said, he, we are not alone. Um, he is willing to help us, and you know there are practices that we can do. Some of them we should be doing already. You know, scripture study, prayer contemplation uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but being able to talk to uh, our family members, friends, um, congregational, you know, peers, or our clergy, you know, our, 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 our uh, Christian leadership, you know, that that's what they're there for is to help us through these crises when we have them and help us come up with a, a plan and, and a method to get through whatever it is that we're that we're struggling with at the time, even if it's a crisis of faith, you know, um, don't be ashamed to go to your pastor or you know your minister and say, you know, pastor, I'm having a little difficulty right now. You know, I saw this happen. I don't understand it. You know, how can that happen? You know, how can God let this happen? You know, all those kind of things. Um, we are not alone and seeking support is one of the probably top five ways that you can work on your own emotional intelligence is to seek support not to try and do it all by yourself yeah amen Amen. what about discipleship i mean how does our personal emotions help or hinder our discipleship of others that are in the body of christ well like they say on the airplanes put on your oxygen mask first (laughs) <laughs> Amen. So, Amen. If we don't have the ability to understand our own emotions, we can't hope to be able to understand somebody else's emotions. And so in order to minister to somebody who is having a struggle, who have, has a trial or, or just has some small issue that they need to get through, we need to be able to understand where we are first and then be able to transpose that onto them and say, okay, I don't know exactly how you feel, but I want to, you know, tell me, you know, what's happening, what's going on with you. So that is the the, the social awareness aspect of, of emotional intelligence is plays a, a very strong role in, in discipleship and, and minister, ministering to our brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Jim, this has been so interesting. I mean, can you share with our audience a way for them to, to reach out to you and see if you can help them in improving their emotional fortitude? Sure. Um, I have, uh, in fact, I've got a uh, uh, an infographic that I put together that, that sort of lists 
the do's and don'ts of emotional intelligence. It's sort of the wise man versus the foolish man uh, based on Proverbs and, and some of those uh, scriptures, you know, on, on, on the high emotional intelligence versus mm. low emotional intelligence. And, okay. and uh, um, I have, uh, you know, a course actually that I put together on emotional intelligence. And, and if somebody just wants to reach out to me. Uh, my email address is wjbloodsworth at gmail.com. So it's W-J-B-L-O-O-D-S-W-O-R-T-H at gmail.com. Just send me an email and uh, put uh, emotional intelligence in the subject. And, uh, um, you know, I'll, I'll reach out and, and see what I can do to, to help uh, provide them with the, that infographic. And also there, there, I have some other tools like some a list of scriptures that uh, reference uh, emotional intelligence and and uh, a list of stories uh, in in the Bible that describe people who were displaying high levels of emotional intelligence. Amen. Amen. Do you have any a website or Facebook group or anything like that? Um, my I have a Facebook group, but I can send them all that information if they'll just uh, uh, ask for you know shoot me an email and I'll and I'll send them a link to the my Facebook group and uh, I also have a LinkedIn uh, page as well. Okay. Amen. That, that, Amen. Uh, discusses Amen. those things. I'll put link your link to your email down below in the show notes. Okay, Folks, cool. emotions are real. There's no need to hide our emotions, but we definitely need to learn how to control our emotions and not allow our emotions to control us. Amen. I highly recommend that you drop down the show notes, get click the link there, get in touch with Jim Bloodsworth. Just get in touch, have a chat. Praise God. Right? Find out how you can improve your life by learning to control and improve your emotional fortitude. Amen. Jim, thank you again for taking the time to come on the program today, man. I do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Jim Bloodsworth, myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. 
Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.